If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. What? What? The Mind Pump, bro. Uh, it's here. We've we arrived. Put a, can we put the in front of there now? Yeah, the Mind Pump. <laughs> uh, for the first 17-minute intro, me, Adam, and Justin... Talk about a variety of subjects. Mainly how cool and how good we are. (laughs) And how humble we are. Uh, Mind Pump hit number one in fitness podcasts in the world. So we talk about that for a second. We uh, give each other hand jobs. Then we talk about uh, cooking (laughs) and baking with Organifi supplements. They make a plant-based protein powder. They make a green juice that's really good. They make a a red juice that's really good. Uh, Adam talks about some of the recipes he's been having fun with. If you go to OrganifiShop.com, enter the code MINDPUMP, you get 20% off whatever you want. We also talk about Adam's Thanksgiving. Uh, we talk about the Jello salads. Uh, that people, <laughs> it really is a thing. Yeah, sorry, I, mom. Why do they call it Jello salad? That's yeah. weird. It's not even a salad. Uh, and we talk about other types of foods that we eat in th- uh, during Thanksgiving. We talk about gender reveal parties. Adam was totally confused. <laughs> <laughs> Baby showers. Boy or girl, not uh, yeah. And uh, I give someone a shout out, and then everybody tries to piggyback on that. And then we get into the questions. The first question was: Are there any detrimental effects of holding stretches? For extended periods of time, static stretching lately has been getting kind of a bad rap because studies are showing that if you uh, do static stretching before your workouts, you like you actually increase risk of injury. Does that mean you should throw them out uh, with the, ba- the baby? No, the this is ladder? and this is where we talked right after this question. We talked about Prime and Prime Pro bundle right now. This is if you're not somebody who signed up for the FRC that we have coming in February that we talked about. Uh, and you're interested in what type of movements that you should be doing for correct imbalances to alleviate any aches or pains that you may be dealing with or how to just take care of your body before you go into a workout, that's how these programs were designed. So make sure you guys check out the Prime Pro bundle that we have. Yep, both of those can be found at mindpumpmedia.com. The second question was, what is the best way to lower body fat? Sounds like a very general question. We get that question a lot. We actually go into I wonder some. Wonder what the hits are on Google for that question. Yeah, we, we go into some interesting detail with that. Um, you might be shocked at what we say uh, in this episode for that question, in particular, uh, all around cardio. It sucks for fat loss. Yeah. Uh, then the question. The next question was: If all of us had to leave the fitness industry, what would we do instead? And who would survive? Yeah. <laughs> And finally, Apparently not Justin. the last question is, uh, what <laughs> role prostitution. do we think personal trauma plays in disordered eating? So, so when people have a bad relationship to food, how much can we blame things that happened to us uh, growing up in our childhood? And we get a little personal with that. We talk about things that happened to us and why that drove us to work out and eat the way we did. Also, Adam mentioned the Prime and Prime Pro Bundle. Uh, those two programs, extremely correctional. Again, that can be found at mindpumpmedia.com. It's that old time rock and roll. Dang. Don't try to take me to a disco. Oh. You never even sent me out on the floor. Oh. Today's music ain't got the same song. Oh. I like that old time rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. That's how we open that shit I'm today. I'm feeling that shit today. Wow. Oh, like wow, I it's- got... 
Talk about red line. I got MP. I got moist. I want to. I want to blow everybody's ears. I look out, dude. I feel moisture. I feel the energy. That was. Uh, <laughs> I feel the energy. That was. Why are you so excited? Is I it, don't know, man. It's a good day. Is it because I, 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 uh, is we're it, number one? Is it because we're number one in fitness in the world? <laughs> yeah, the entire in podcasts world. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So that could so be it. let me just paint the picture. Take the Earth, and <laughs> <laughs> it's flatness. There's all there's yeah. all, like take all the fitness podcasts on Earth. Yeah, we're the first. We're first place. Yeah, yeah, yep. We and own we're in that category, uh, and we're humble. Yeah, I was just gonna say, lots of humility coming and through we're, this, and we're super yeah. humble yeah. about it. We tagged everyone underneath. Hey, us. let's be honest, though, man. <laughs> so they knew underneath. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's been. I mean, it's been a grind, dude. It's been a grind. It's been a a hot. We're. It's not our first time hitting. Did we hit number one in a while? Yeah, no, we've hit a couple times now, yeah. but it's still, it's not, um, I, I don't know. I think when we, when we first took off one, it, it surprised, right? We came out the gates when we, when we turned the podcast on, there was a great response. 2000 and 2017 has been a different one. You know, 2017, we've been in this for a little while. You know, we had, we had a decent amount of listeners. We're always typically in the top 25 or so, but man, it's, it's been a, a, a grind to break through that that number one spot since then man it's yeah, been tough so man. it feels good to be there's there. a lot of there's yeah. a lot of really good it's re- um, rewarding there's a lot of good podcasts out there is, is what's happening and yeah. the well, it's getting more competitive it's getting more it's getting competitive. way more competitive a lot of a lot more podcast period mm-hmm. a lot of people are starting yeah. podcasts now which i th- i think is exciting i like that people are absolutely are tackling this they're they're able to get their voice out they're getting their message out <laughs> and so far from you know because I've 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 been on quite a few of the uh, podcasts now I've been interviewed by quite a few podcasts and some of them are small some of them are just getting started and um, I love seeing that because I love seeing that energy and that enthusiasm mm-hmm. I love seeing you know if you have a good message I'll get on your podcast I don't care how small you are I don't mind I love talking about our message um, and I want to encourage people I want to encourage people to you know we can't here's the thing the bottom line is we can't do we cannot get this movement to yeah. do what it, what we want it to do by ourselves we need partners we need other people to do this and i love seeing other fitness podcasters who are promoting what we consider a good message which is yeah. you know balance wellness strength fitness health you know feeling good it's and this not- is such a great platform to talk about all this stuff because you can go into great depth and then the truth will kind of uh, emerge as a result and uh, all these like other forms of media are so fast and like short little clips that people get misled all the time just by these little blurbs and I feel like people need to sit and listen and and, and work their way through all these different topics and ideas so I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm more excited about that or I'm more excited about uh, the adventure we have ahead of us now with Amelia Boone or the Thrive Market continue on our relationship with because those companies both Thrive Market and Organifi have been you know two of our best partnerships and so we just locked in the next quarter with uh, both of those companies so that's a I don't know. There's a lot to be excited about today. All that today, all that it's, happening today. Yeah, it's is, cool. It's boom, cool. A lot of it, energy. It's cool when you when you work with uh, organizations that have the same or you know similar message. You know that you know the so far everybody we've worked with that we've talked to in these it's companies. A lot easier to talk about. Great integrity. You know the they have the right message. Uh, they understand kind of what we're what we're all about. They don't try to control us, which is this is very difficult. We're tough. Here's the thing. 
we're not the easiest podcast to sponsor because yeah. we don't follow direction very well. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't. Even I mean, we, yeah. our ideas are better uh, at the end of the day. And, and, and to, <laughs> to share with the audience a little bit of how that comes out. Like I remember that when we first signed with both those companies, and like most of these bigger companies that I mean they they run all the analytics, they've done all kinds of marketing advertising, so they send over like all this. This is how what we want you to say. Read this, this how, commercial. Read this, this, yeah. And Mind Pump goes, um, uh, no, we're not going to yeah. do that. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like if, if we if we like it, then we'll talk about it, and right. it'll happen. That's it. Naturally, right, right, right. And that's it. And it's uh, it well, that was the beauty of waiting waiting for the companies that we actually all would use and that we actually totally enjoy. Speaking so. speaking of yep. Organifi, thank you for posting that recipe. Finally, I got I you guys. I know, man, it looks delicious. That's Still haven't one. tasted it. That's a new one, man. I and I and I had some made. For you guys, I'm going to bring some. Okay, yes. so I won't forget. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad it's on podcast. We have it on record. Yeah, because so. <laughs> so far you've made like five different things. Yeah, we've been playing around. And with me and Justin have had none yeah. of them. It's so a, tasted zilch. nothing. Is zilch so a word? I should share the ones that are disasters. So <laughs> I, I love my, I love my <laughs> girl. Organi- I love Organifi my girl. pizza. So so <laughs> Katrina has turned into I'm like listening. quite the the baker and cook in the last like four years of our relationship, and I absolutely love it. And she loves to experiment now. Like so, when we first started dating, she was the the total like athlete and uh, you know go getter woman, working crazy hours and like you know ate out every single day. And she's completely like one eighty to be. You know, we always have a home cooked meal. There's always meals that she's prepared already in the refrigerator. So I eat like a king now. And now she's starting to get into the baking because we've been messing with all these recipes. Organifi is incredible. Like if you haven't been on their website, so their stuff cooks really well. It yeah. does, and it, and it, and and, are, it, and you're using the green and the it's usually the green powder and the and the protein, right? Right. So, it, and some recipes are are better with just. And what I was just going to share with you is uh, because the green goes so well, she's been like trying it almost everything. Well, she made these red velvet chocolate chip uh, brownies, and which was perfect for the the whey. The, I mean, the protein powder like that was perfect for it. But she thought, oh, I'm gonna try the green juice in there. And it just did red velvet, <laughs> chocolate, vegetables, <laughs> vegetable flavor. Yeah, dude, uh, it was a total. It was a total. That's worth trying. Yeah, it was yeah, an epic yeah. fail for sure. It was not a good one, but certain like it just depends on what you're making, right? So things that uh, I want to see the macros. I think it would be smart if we knew what the macros were because you know we have a lot of people that so want to know. Grams I of know, I know, and that's just one more step I have to do to do that. I actually do that like when I'm competing and tracking, obviously. But I'll tell you right now, I. I, I look at it and add it up to go like oh it's a it's a light healthy mm-hmm. snack this is not a because you're making the those same brownies for things I heard you we were in the car and you got on the phone with your mom and you were talking about how you're going to bring a healthy yeah, dessert yeah, I'm assuming that's what you were going to bring th- this is what we're bringing my mom my mom tells Katrina to bring a uh, Jello salad and she Katrina goes God. Katrina's yeah. like what the fuck is a Jello salad. <laughs> Well, it's this thing that my mom has made where we make jello and they put marshmallows in it. I don't know why it's called a salad because there's no lettuce in it whatsoever. It's, it's green jello. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's awful. And I told my mom, like, she, my girl's not going to bring jello salad to this. Like, no, that's not okay. Dude, that's not just a thing there. That, I, that's a thing in my family, too. I, I can't understand it. I'm like, what is It's this? not even good. It's like marshmallows and jello and, like, oh, you're going to eat that as your salad? I'm like, no. It's yeah. Do you, do you are there staple dishes you guys have at Thanksgiving that oh, yeah. are different yeah. than the the traditional dishes? Oh, the ordinary. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody does turkey. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. Is well, there we, something that's? I mean, we have pop tarts. No. What? What? Just kidding. Oh, I thought oh, you were serious yeah. right there. I was like, what? I was like, that's that's lazy. <laughs> hey kids, I made pop tarts. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything like two or so. Katrina's family they do this like 
three-layer mac and cheese thing that's pretty crazy. I've never seen anybody do it before, and it's like... You guys don't do tamales? Justin would literally orgasm oh just oh. eating it, <laughs> 100%. Make sure not to give cheese Justin gasm. No, no, it is a cheesegasm. It's like three different types of cheeses, like cheeses that complement each other, and it's like layers, and then there's just some noodles. God, I wish I could have dairy. So that's something that her family mm. does. Uh, my family, it, there's nothing too original. I mean, the, the stupid jello salad. My mom does the sweet potato yams with the marshmallows. But what I live, I mean, my, we have this 100-year-old recipe that's a um, stuffing recipe. And my mom, you know, stuffs that. We actually cook the stuffing in the turkey, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know. Some, supposed yeah. to. Uh, yeah, so a lot of yeah. families don't do that. Really? I thought everybody did that. Oh, like, yeah. I just assumed because I was I grew up on that, and then I'd have all these Thanksgiving. That's the way you're supposed to do yeah, it. Yeah, and I'd be like, what? A box? What? The oven? What? No, it goes in the turkey's ass. That's the only way to have <laughs> yeah, stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. You're not eating real stuffing yeah, yeah, unless yeah, it comes out of your in. turkey's ass. That's the only way it's real. <laughs> Otherwise, it's BS fucking stu- <laughs> stuffing. Mm. But my mom, my that's mom what gives makes, it the flavor. Oh, that turkey It is. But that's it. We don't really have anything else. I think that's uh, really crazy. I mean, do you guys do you guys cook your turkey different every year, or do you cook it the no, same I, way? I still want to go to somebody's house that that fries it. I did that one Is year. You? One uh, year. So tell I me when you do it. So I, I didn't come do over. it. My friend did it. So he had the fryer. First of all, did you know that a large percentage of fires that happen around the holiday season because are because of fryers? Yeah. I didn't know that. Apparently, they're extremely dangerous. That makes sense. Yeah, I always hear how dangerous it is. And if, when you lower the turkey in the fryer, because we had it outside, so my buddy, it was at my buddy's house, and we did it. It was a Friendsgiving, so it's kind of like a Thanksgiving, but not right. That's the new thing. Do you guys know that? Yeah. What? The week before Thanksgiving is Friendsgiving. Friend, is Friendsgiving. God, people are always doing things and like labeling Why it. don't we start a holiday? Yeah. A mind pump giving? Yeah. yeah. Pump giving? That's like the push present. You know what I mean? Like, What's I had that? to find that one out. The fuck's a push present? What's that? When, when you when give birth, and then they now you have to give them a present. What? What? For the process. Yeah. Why? I'm not making it up. This what? is the, something that was it, wait, wait, expressed wait, wait. to me. I was, like, I was like, you're making this up. Explain this to me. So they, this go, the present this goes to the- This is the present after your lady gives birth. So the husband gets nothing. No, no. All the work we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, they go We push the, too. I mean, I would do that out of my, like the kindness of my heart. Anyway, but like, are you going to put a label on it? I'm not doing it. So- the, who gets it's just friends are supposed the, to do that the girl the, no, the, no, the no, mother you're does. supposed okay to do wait it. let me back this up a little bit so we've got now we've got engagement parties Ex- thank you we have the, which 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 uh, engagement rings and when you have baby shower okay so when i grew up a baby shower dudes didn't go right yeah there were no we lucked out do, oh no I, I refuse i will not go to anybody's i've been to, so, i've been to two don't invite me i've been to two of them <laughs> I've yeah. been to two now, baby showers. Wow. That's, yeah. That's horrible. So apparently when you go to a baby shower, I didn't know this, apparently when you go to a baby shower, you play games. Yeah. That's how they do co-ed. Stop you play. It. I've been to a few. No, 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 no. It's always been games. It's just now yeah. we yeah. are in the games too. It's not for men. Yeah. It's it, there was a one of them was a relay, dude. They go all, no. so yeah, and I'm like, I gotta run. I don't even run to work out. You want me to run? We're for, we're already awkward. Some people know, go crazy. Like, we babies. Katrina and I went to one of her best friends had uh, a one a baby shower, and it was like it was all it was Tiffany's was the theme. So everything was <laughs> yeah. wrapped in the Tiffany's paper. All the all the gifts, the cake was all Tiffany's. Alluding to like presents. Like, we yeah, were, you know, we Tiffany's. were all yeah. No, everything was. Dude, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. We were all, your Tiffany. We gift. were all white, so you were all white. It was crazy. It's crazy yeah. over the top for a baby shower, dude. Yeah, out, of, out of control. I don't know, dude. I don't get but it. then they have the engagement party, right? Then they have the baby shower. Then they have. There's another. There's another one I'm missing. I'm missing another. Yeah, there's another. There is event the, that guys. No, no, no. The, uh, reveal. A reveal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Gender reveal. Gender oh, reveal. That's a thing now. Gender yeah, reveal. 
reveal, I, baby shower. So creative with that. There's like fucking nine parties, so, dude. So, the gen- gender, so much shit now. Gender reveal parties. So can I tell you what? There's I, a lot of planning. There's I, a lot of money that goes into them now. So can I tell you? Can I, can I, can I tell you what? I can't keep up, dude. I thought a gender reveal party was somebody oh, coming yeah. out of the closet. <laughs> yeah. And so, oh, like a trans. Like yeah. A procedure. So Katrina, she tells it the first Surprise. one. That, the way I found out was she's like, "Hey, uh, there's a coming out party," this, and she tells me who it is. I'm like, "What? They do that now?" Yeah. Oh, did not see that coming. She's lesbian. Yeah. I had no idea. This whole time. She's like, yeah. "No, you idiot. <laughs> she's pregnant. This is this is the kid. The kid's coming out." And usually, when, I'm like, "Oh, I'm so confused. Oh, what does wow. this mean?" And it always and what they do in these this gender reveal parties so is there's usually either a balloon or a cake or something that you cut yeah. into, and then is it blue? Oh, it's a boy. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, as a girl, yeah. and it's this doesn't it didn't exist when I had kids, and my daughter's eight. Yeah, so this is a recent phenomenon. No, we found out right away. What do you so, mean, like girl or boy? Like based off of you know, just like, put it on Facebook, huh? Yeah, fucking party. No, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, you know what though? You didn't get presents, so you you could have got oh, more presents. I see. I That's see the what angle it is. there. It's yeah. how you it's how you milk gifts out of people. Yeah, well, I'm a good person. I don't you know do what I'm that. saying? That's I don't what I do that to my friends. No, I think that's what it is. It's just how can we get more gifts, man? It's getting yeah. out of control these days. Oh, it's getting yeah. way everything's out. a gift. I know. I I Stop wonder it. if if this is just you, you. It makes you wonder. I wonder if it's like retail companies conspiring. Of course. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got Elf on the Shelf now, like you know, dominating Christmas. I'm like, who is this Elf on the Shelf now? I got to fucking do every time. Who was I? Who was I talking to that is into fashion? They were telling me that how much that's evolved in the last ten years to where. You know, it used to be uh, uh, clothes. There was there were seasons, right? So this is fall, winter, summer collection. Oh no, it's like thirty seasons now. You, yeah, now it's every week, so yeah. it's fifty something. So well, they know every time they change a season that they're going to sell more clothes, right? Yeah. So they now it's, it's, it's turn and burn. Yeah, stuff moves so fast. That's why we're going to release a new maps program every month. <laughs> <laughs> every, every week, every month, then every next day. year, every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new maps this week. Yeah. Yeah. What else can we figure out here? With it? I'm all mapped out. What else? Yeah. Left. <laughs> oh man, it's yeah. it's crazy. Oh, bring you, you know what? I want to give a quick shout out. I, this I, the reason why I want to give this shout out is because I always appreciate when people do a good job with business. I was on a podcast. It's a newer podcast. I got interviewed by Alt Radio. Um, great guy Elijah is the host of the of the podcast. It was episode. It was uh, October fourth that was released. So it doesn't have an episode number. And we talked about how to naturally raise testosterone. But cool, great guy sends me a freaking thank you card writes a nice note, and then gives me a gift card to Amazon. Wow. Like, all of this is totally, like, you don't need to do that, dude, but fucking great. You're paying attention. That's very nice. That's very nice of you, and you're doing it right. You're doing yeah. it right. As, yeah. You know, it's a... Uh, dude, you can't be doing those like that. Then I have to give out all wow. the... Yeah, you, you can't be starting to give people love on the well, show like that. Him. Well, did you get a, did you yeah, get an yeah, Amazon well, card? No, I get stuff in the mail all the time like that. Well, like, that's I get, true. Shout what out, do you mean you get stuff all up, the time? Huh? Yeah. What do you yeah. mean you get stuff all the time? <laughs> I get stuff in the mail all the time. What you, like what? <laughs> don't worry. I don't share it with you guys. Oh, oh you have the mail to your personal address? Fuck you, do. I see. If it's something that I'm going to use, you guys are going to use it. What? I just got some hats like from my boy Rance out there, Taylor. Taylor. Taylor underscore made. Send me don't some. Pay, don't piggyback some, my shout out. Well, yeah. <laughs> well you're gonna give out. Hey, order of man's supposed to send me a hat. Don't steal that, right? You, you, you guys are, you guys are on, making man. my my shout out is losing its 
It's a, it's luster. Well, now. then now, but then we look like no. assholes when I shouting. We have another out. episode. Exactly. We'll record. There's no luster lost. <laughs> it's a nice gesture, and you just decided to bring it yeah, up. I don't know. We I have thought, gestures I coming thought, our way too, bro. I thought it was very smart, very smart business, very nice. No, uh, I think nice good. guy. I think that's right. No. Very very good. Way to try and get other Fair. people to send you Amazon cards. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> if you send hey, Sal, if you're gonna do it right. Yeah. Send Amazon card. He'll talk yeah, about they you. They gave me fifty. Well, I mean, if we hundred is. I mean, really, if we analyze the data, you send Adam a gift. Doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> Sell to give it to Sal. You get a shout out. Wow. On mind pump. It does buy you something. Yeah. You dick. Bring on the bird, Doug. Today's Quaw is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking Quaw. The eagle has landed. First question is from Sekai Seth. Are there any detrimental effects of holding stretches for extended periods of time, like one minute? There are Ooh, yes and no beneficial and question. you always do that. I hate that. <laughs> it's true though. It, it, is, it, it is, is true because I, I know you know why I have to get it in there because I know you're going to do you it. Throw right? that one in there. I throw it depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm always like, oh wow. There are detrimental and beneficial effects to holding stretches for long periods of time. So. What stretching does is it manipulates because this was a this was a paradigm shattering moment for me relatively recently. Actually, while we were recording Mind Pump, I think it was a while ago, where it really started to to dawn on me that, and it was something that I kind of knew, but I didn't really get that stretching really doesn't change your muscle. You're not lengthening your muscle, the muscle itself doesn't change. What you're doing with stretching is you're manipulating your central nervous system. You're trying to change the signal that the central nervous system is sending to the muscle. So knowing that and understanding that, you can start to examine and look at different forms of stretching and start to really break down what they're doing and then when is a good time to use different types of stretching. The type of stretching that this gentleman's asking about, this girl, I don't know if it's a guy or girl, is asking about holding a stretch for long periods of time. Static stretching. Yeah, like static stretching. It does a very good job of depressing or relaxing, if you will, mm-hmm. the central nervous system. Mm-hmm. It lowers the signal so that the muscle then uh, is able to elongate more. It's, it's like you're telling your body that it's okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah. You don't need to protect this muscle that much. It's okay to loosen your grip. And the muscle slowly relaxes, which allows you to get into a deeper and deeper range of motion. And this happens with uh, it, it quiets holds. the governing sort of uh, bodies yes. that are in place to, to, to keep you from getting too far. This is why if you if you right now are listening, you can test this out yourself if you haven't done this already. Get into a stretch, hold the stretch for a minute, and you'll find that within that minute, within a very short period of time, you'll increase your range of motion. Now it's a it's a temporary effect um, because after you you know that, that effect wears off, the central nervous system goes back to what it was doing before. And then your range of motion goes back. But if you practice it over and over again, you train the CNS to allow muscles to elongate more and more. So that's the benefit. The benefit is it increases range of motion. Now, here's the detriment. The detriment comes from the benefit. If you tell the central nervous system to relax and allow this muscle to move into a longer range of motion. Yeah, hyperflexible. Huh? You, well, you, you're moving into ranges of motion you don't have control over. In mm-hmm. fact, you're actually asking yourself to move into positions 
that you don't have any control. That's why your central nervous system is so tight in the first place. In other words, if I stretch to touch my toes and I go down, I'm going to just come up with an arbitrary number. Let's say I go down 24 or I'm 12 inches from my feet. That's because my body has identified that if I go closer than 12 inches to my feet, I now have no more control. So my central nervous system is saying, nope, this is, this is as far as I'll let you go. Anything beyond that, you have no control. If I keep pushing that without strengthening that new range of motion, I've actually increased my risk of injury, which is why static stretches before training or athletic events has been shown to not mm. reduce injury. In fact, it's been shown to increase risk of injury. Because you don't own that range of motion yet. You don't own it. Yeah. And, and that's where mobility, I think that's why we stress mobility so much these days is because that's something we've recently learned, you know, over the last few years is that um, being able to get in a range of motion is great. And that's, you know, ideal. And we look at that from a posture perspective of like, how can we align better and how can we get into these certain positions and uh, have optimal biomechanics in these positions? But guess what? If you get these ranges of motion, you have to be able to have strength and be able to summon that response from your central nervous system effectively so you don't get hurt. So, you know, going through these practices, it, it makes it all the more important to, um, you know, apply these types of movements uh, constantly. And, mm -hmm. and the more frequently you can get into maybe not that end range of motion that you could get into passively, but like working your way towards that with uh, applied tension and, and and communication with your central nervous system. Tension Doug, is key. This this reminds Doug. When do we have? Uh, <clears throat> when is uh, Ken Stretch, Doctor Spina, come through? In February. Spina. Yeah, I think is it's it, February. What? what uh, and are we have we opened up signups for that? Tenth and eleventh is what it is. Tenth and eleventh of February. I don't think we've opened. Yeah, up we have, signups. dude. It's already open. It's like a lot of people have already signed up. Oh wow! Yeah, we haven't even mentioned it on the show yet. No. So we do have. I mean, I in, at least a lot of my. Uh, information that I share and teach, uh, a lot of that has come from FRC stuff, right? So, yep, me too. I, I think um, I think Andrew Spina is one of the best guys out there that's teaching this method and showing people how to do this uh, correctly. I've and a lot of the stuff that we have put out there with Prime and Prime Pro, some of that information comes from him, and so it, <clears throat> we had to book him out over a year in advance. Yeah. to come into the facility. So he comes in February, and if you guys want a class that will rock your world as far as like information and like being, in, in yeah. being able to gain real connected range yes. of motion. His, I mean, his, his, his level of knowledge and the way he explains things is, is incredible, mm -hmm. and what he's doing with FRC is, is awesome. And I think just the concept of it, it for the general public, it goes over their head. But when you really get into it and feel your way through these, you start to understand on a deep level, like what you can control, you know, certain areas of your body that you didn't think you could. And it's, it's pretty enlightening. Well, yeah. Now what we should do is we should talk about the, like, where, where would you use cause static? Cause then I have people, I've, I've had trainers, you know, I've talked to who then will say, Oh, don't do any static stretching. It's a, it's a waste. There's no, no benefit I mean, to Post-workout uh, post is a great time. Or like sometimes like when I'm like really sore from the day before, maybe I, I pushed it too far, I'll get down and hold stretches and, mm -hmm. and do things like that. So static stretching is not... It's also it's also can be used quite effectively uh, with a correctional right. um, approach. Right. It's not, de it's not dead like I think some people make it out to be. It's not dead. It's just been used incorrectly for a very long time. It was the only form of stretching for a long time. When, right. when I was a kid in, in PE, that was stretching. Mm -hmm. There was no other form of stretching. When you warmed up, 
that's what you did. You literally got on the floor and held stretches for long periods of time. Um, but as far as the, the correctional standpoint is concerned, sometimes I'll use this in a workout. So let's say I'm training a client and their pecs are really, really tight and it's not allowing them to get good you know, shoulder blade <laughs> retraction. I'm not able to get a good full squeeze when we're doing you know, a row or something. I may have them do a static stretch for their chest to temporarily lengthen or, or weaken them and increase their range of motion so now I can go and strengthen the back more effectively. So you can use this for lots of muscles. Let's say when I squat, I've got, you know, my calves don't allow my ankle mobility to move into a particular position. Then I might do some, you know, some static stretching. But then again, I would also combine it with some tension because right. I also want that control. The other thing too is, you know, uh, my girlfriend, uh, Jessica, she traveled with uh, the Cirque du Soleil for, I think, five or six years, maybe four years. And she got really close with some of the world's top acrobats and their coaches. So these are like people, These a lot of them were from the Soviet, you know, former Soviet Union. Some of them were for China. And these cultures have some of the best stretching protocols or functional flexibility program, uh, protocols you'll ever find because they have these these just long lineages of acrobatics and contortionists in particular. Like that's really big in some of these countries. Like contortionist, contortionism is not massive in America, but if you go to some of these other countries, it's uh, it's it's an art and they've got schools that, that teach it and stuff. And one of the things that she told me, the way that they would use static stretching is you gain range of motion with static stretching, but then you connect to that new range of motion once you gain that new range right. of motion. Right. And an easy way to picture that is you get into a stretch, I gain two more inches of range of motion that is through the static long hold stretching. Now I get into that stretch and then my goal is to try to connect to the muscles that both stretch that mm -hmm. and, or that are stretching and connect to the muscles that are opposing it. So again, if I'm doing a hamstring stretch and I gain a new range of motion right, and now so I'm in anchor there. anchor it and that way you can pull on it harder. I'll activate both my hamstrings and then I'll activate my quads and hip flexors and go back and forth because I want to connect not just to the muscle that's elongating, but I want to connect to all the muscles surrounding uh, that particular joint because I want total control yeah. of that new range of motion. And, you know, she told me that this is a lot of what she would do and a lot of stuff that the coaches would take her through. And she went from being a young lady who could not touch her toes and she swears, because I thought she was lying, like that's not, there's no way. She swears 100% that was true. She could not touch her toes to someone now who can get in the splits and have one foot on one silk and another foot on the other silk yeah. and do like a Van Damme well, I think, split in the air. Yeah, I mean, it's a great point because if you think about it, she, her focus is to get strong. Mm -hmm. and, and to get strong with that flexibility. So I think that a lot of people, uh, the, mis the misconception with it is that we just need to get more flexible. But as you're getting flexible, you need to gain strength, even if it's one to two inches uh, you know, of, of range that you've increased. You still have to get strong in that. People injure themselves all the time from being too tight, and probably as many people or almost as many people injure themselves from being too loose. That's actually quite common. I've had quite a few clients like that where they come to me and they're hypermobile, super flexible, but have no control. No strength. So when they go, yeah, they go into a squat or a deadlift or they go into a, a lunge or whatever, it's like shit's all over the place and that uh, can cause some serious problems. Here's another thing you want to keep in mind with flexibility. This is true from pretty much any adaptation that, uh, that I've looked at and observed and studied. 
you respond much better to, to frequency with flexibility than you do with intensity. So something that I thought with flexibility was I'm going to stretch and I'm going to do it hard and I'm going to hurt and I'm going to make the muscle sore. And Jessica's like, no, she's the same thing when you exercise. You're not going to failure. Get to the point where you're a little bit beyond your range of motion and comfort and then play with that, but be frequent with it like every day or twice a day. And then you'll watch your prog- yourself progress very, very rapidly. You'll, you'll actually see a very consistent progression by applying that frequency principle. So it's really no different than how we treat exercise. So if you're, if you're somebody who is a personal trainer or looking to be a trainer or just want to gain a lot of knowledge in this arena, the FRC comes to the Mind Pump Studio February 10th and February 11th. Doug, what website is that for them to sign up? It's functionalanatomyseminars.com. Functionalanatomyseminars.com. Yeah, you just find the Mind Pump one in San Jose, and then you can click register, and it's we're hosted. It's hosted here at our facility. Right. If you want to come down to Mind Pump Media, you do that one. But they have them like every two weeks. And then if you're just a consumer or somebody who's working out and you want the knowledge, but maybe you don't have the money to spend that on a certification, highly recommend going through Maps Prime Pro because a lot of uh, a lot of the information that we've learned through FRC is applied in that. So, and that's uh, Dr. Brink has all the certifications uh, that uh, Andrew Spina has put put out. And so, if you guys want to learn that information or how to apply it and use it to yourself with an at home test, that's what Maps Prime Pro and Prime are all about. So, and Dr. Brink, who obviously helped us create Prime and then was extremely instrumental in Prime Pro. He gives a lot of credit to what he knows to FRC. He's done a lot of courses, and he always references FRC as one of the ones that really right. you know, shattered his paradigm. Right. Next question is from Triples1985. What is the best way to lower body fat? That must be the question I get the most <laughs> all the time since I became a personal trainer. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's and kinda- it sounds super general, but you know why I put that up there? Because I keep getting it asked, and that kind of brings it back to uh, what you know, like people coming in for the first time, or even just your your average person in general. Like this is like what people always tend I to lean on. Always get this question, or uh, what exercise is best for this, right? Yeah, and they're both very similar answers. You know, they're very similar in there. There isn't this uh, this best way for everybody to lose body fat, but there's some general rules that uh, do mean that these could, and there are exercises that are superior and then there's a way of losing body fat that is superior than what the majority do. I think the biggest mistake that I see uh, in fitness to lower body fat is cardio. Mm-hmm. I, see, I just did a post on, on Instagram. Oh, on I this, know, and you ruffled all kinds of and feathers. And it's going crazy <laughs> because it's so controversial to say that. And we always piss people off when we say that because yeah. everyone's like, oh, Mind Pump is so anti-cardio. We're, it's like, we're not. No, we're not. It's just that it's we, we're we just trying to get a different message out that's been given to you guys for so long that's wrong, that yeah. cardio is the best way. It is not the best way. No, it should not be the cornerstone of your programming if your goal is lose body fat. If your goal is to build endurance, then car- cardio right. needs to be. Exactly. If you're an athlete or you're somebody who needs endurance then 100% cardio should be a stable but if you're somebody who's trying to reduce body fat and or build muscle cardio is not the way to do that no let me okay so let me blow your mind real quick i'm going to break it down very very simple for you there's really two general ways you can look at exercise in terms of uh, fat loss one is manual calorie burning okay manual calorie burning means that i'm having to manually move my body to increase my calorie expenditure. Obviously, 
takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. It's, you know, I'm having to move. I'm having to schedule all this movement. So those are the, that's, that's the bad side of it. The good side of it is it's quick. It's very quick. If I want to burn an extra 500 calories, just go move and I'm going to burn an extra 500 calories. So that's the benefit of it. The other way to do it, uh, to approach it, is to increase the amount of calories I burn automatically. This is my resting, you know, uh, my resting calorie burn. This is how many calories my burn, my, excuse me, my body burns just being alive and just doing my normal everyday activities. The benefit of that is it requires little effort. Like how great would it be if you could increase your metabolism by 200 to 300 to 400 calories a day and you don't have to move anymore for that to happen? That's awesome. And the awesome thing about it is it's more permanent. It's more long-term. And in the context of modern life, uh, it's the best way to go. And what I mean by modern life is you are surrounded by all this food, this hyperpalatable food. You're not living in times of scarcity. So the struggle is always going to be, I, I potentially can be eating too much, you know, versus if I go back a thousand years ago, the struggle was I'm probably going to not eat too much. So increasing your metabolic rate, increasing that automatic calorie burn is the better strategy. Now, when you look at exercise, don't look at it in terms of what's happening while you're doing the exercise. Look at it in terms of the signal that you're sending to your body. And every time you exercise with any type of intensity, you're sending a signal and your body aims to adapt to that signal. So if we examine cardiovascular activity, cardio burns manually, burns more calories per time spent than any other form of exercise. In other words, if I do hard cardio for an hour, I'm going to burn more calories in that hour than if I lift weights, than if I do yoga, than if I do you know any other form of exercise, bar, Pilates, whatever. I'm burning more calories during that hour doing cardio. So that's sending a signal to my body saying, you need to become more efficient with your calorie burn. Here's the example I like to give people. Let's imagine tomorrow you go to the gas pump and gas went from, you know, what is it now, like average in the nation, $250 a, a gallon to $150 a gallon. That's a signal. The signal of $150 a gallon is telling you, you, you can't afford to use too much gas. So what's the, what's the, what do you think is going to happen with car sales very, very quickly? Right, decline. Yeah. Either, well, they're going to decline and people are going to buy super efficient cars. In right. a very short period of time, the market will respond to that signal by creating cars with incredible gas mileage. Power, nobody's going to give a shit about power or speed because when you're, when you're trying to save money on gas and you need to drive to work, you know the speed limit's 65 anyway. You don't need to go zero to 60 any faster than 30 seconds. It doesn't matter. You're going to want a car that's going to spend the least amount of gas to do the, the job that that car's there for, which is get me from point A to point B. That's what happens with cardio. Cardio is telling your body, we need to become efficient with these calories because remember, your body is the result of thousands and thousands of generations of evolution, and most of them evolved during times of scarcity. And a body that burned tons of calories is no different than having a V8 truck with $150 a gallon gas. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Your body's going to try to become super efficient. And on top of that, cardiovascular activity requires very little speed and it requires very little strength. Mm. All it needs is for you to move in the same whatever 
for long periods of time. So you just need to turn your body. Your body literally turns into a Prius. Well, yeah, to kind of piggyback on that analogy as far as like the, the inner workings of the engine and everything else as far as like the timing belt, you know, distributor, like battery, like all these different things like inside the body. Like I know we talked about this a long time ago about like healing your body and and and, and really like working on being as healthy as possible uh, first because and that's something that you know I've definitely made a focus and, and noticed just how the body naturally just wants to respond and and increase you know the metabolism that response like uh, it'll fire things back up to where everything starts to become more efficient again when I'm working out and I'm eating you know healthy again um, even even when I was doing that and eating healthy and there's there's these interruptions in that process because there's something in there that you know is causing inflammation and is causing internal um, backup so mm-hmm. uh, it's just something to consider like you know are you as healthy as you think you are well I think part of the reason why we're so passionate about this is because most people that we would get that were trying to lose body fat had been, underfeeding their body nutritionally and over pushing it to get to that get to that point so when we get a hold of them most of them just running in let's let's figure you run on cardio i'll give you an analogy a different one than what sal gave you get on a treadmill and and run as hard as you possibly can for an hour and maybe you burn about 500 calories give or take but if you didn't do any running whatsoever and all you spent time doing was building muscle by the time you add three to five pounds of muscle, your body's going to burn an additional three to 500 calories almost every single day without doing any extra cardio. So building a metabolism, you're not going to, by doing cardio, you're not building your metabolism. By doing cardio, you're, all you're doing is just burning, 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 and your body is getting more efficient, more efficient, more efficient. And how does it become more efficient? One of the first things it does is it will reduce your muscle mass. Right. Muscle is expensive. Muscle's your engine. Get rid of mass. It's, and you don't need lots of muscle to do lots of cardio. In fact, you you're better off having less muscle. Look at a look at a long distance runner. They have very little muscle. There's mm-hmm. you know many stick legs, skinny arms, especially in the upper body. Like yeah. you ask any personal trainer who's been in the industry for longer than 5 years, ask them what a cardio bunny is and they'll tell you what a cardio bunny is. This is a term we use to describe people who would come into the gym and do an hour of cardio every single day and they all look the same. You know how they look? They're skinny fat Right. They all have, they're all flabby. Right. Uh, they have a higher than they should percent body fat and they have no muscle because their bodies have become extremely efficient at, you know, saving calories. Mm-hmm. So that's the worst way to lose body fat. And I want to rephrase this whole, what's the best way to lo- lower body fat? The best way to lose, to lower body fat is the best way that you keep body fat off. It's not just to lose body fat because if you just want to lose it and you didn't give a shit if you gained it back. Well, yeah, you can go do tons of cardio and starve yourself. You lose a lot of weight real which quick. Which I think that's a, that's very, very important that you said that because if we were to take a study, which this is how people get so confused because someone who's trying to promote a fat burner or promote cardio or do that, it can show if I had two people, one is just strength training, one is doing cardio, and it's a two-week study, you know, and it's like, okay, you go balls the wall on cardio, you go balls the wall on weights. After two weeks, the person that went after the cardio is going to show more calories burned and probably more body fat lost in those two weeks. Problem is it only takes about two to four weeks for the body to get very adapted to whatever cardio modality that we're doing and those returns begin to diminish while the opposite happens with building muscle. It might have a slower start, so maybe out the gates the cardio seems to be winning the race, but over time the muscle, building more muscle, building more muscle actually in turn burns more fat, burns more fat, burns, and then like Sal is saying, keeps it off forever. And I wish that study, I wish there were studies like that existed, but <clears throat> that existed, but they don't. Like, you know what studies right now show? And there's a lot of them 
that exercise alone is terrible, terrible for fat loss. They do study, there's lots of studies like this where they take people who, who change their eating habits versus people who change their Try eating habits and exercise off, yeah. versus people who don't change anything and then they just exercise. Mm. And they show that when people just exercise, it's a horrible way to lose weight. But here's the problem with those studies. The people that just, and yes, you need to change your diet too, so I want to be clear there, but what the studies always use for exercise is cardio. <clears throat> None of these studies ever use proper <laughs> resistance training. Yeah. It's always cardio, 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 oh, oh, uh, 30 minutes of vigorous activity is what they say. To the point now where... The government will recommend that. You go to your, your health insurance will tell you 30 minutes of vigorous activity, cardiovascular activity, because nobody studied resistance training and its effect on your hormone levels, on metabolism, on all the things that are being negatively affected by modern lifestyle. Oh. Resistance training by far, if, you're, if your goal is just to lose body fat, the cornerstone of your workout program literally should be resistance training. That should be the focus of it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't do cardio. Cardio's well, got health benefits. I, I want to add something that, though, before you go that direction. So going back to what's the best way to lose body fat. So in, in my experience, of the clients that I've trained, most all Americans, okay, most, there's always exceptions to the rule, but most all Americans are not fucking moving all day long. So one of the best things that has been a game changer for me to help clients out is to first assess their week and see their current movement. So I, I, I would make every, and I've been doing this now for about six, seven years before the Fitbit was even around. So we were using like the body bug and tools like that. I would make all my clients buy one of these and then I would make them track for a week. It's not to show that, oh, this is the most accurate tool in the, in, in, on the market. It's to give me an idea of their movement. And that what I would see is like, wow, most of these people are moving less than four or 5,000 steps in a day, which is not even walking for an hour. Okay. If you walk for an hour straight, you'll get to like 7,000 steps. So that being said, I would take that and I'd say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take you from 4,000 steps a day on average to 6,000 steps on day, not doing cardio, walking. That's it. Just increase, increase by 10 to 20% where their current steps are at and then add resistance training three times a week. Those two things and you'll walk and you, if you just keep increasing the steps through walking throughout your day, being active, walking your dog, walking with your fiance or, or whatever after, after dinner, whatever you need to do to get these extra steps in the middle of the day while you have work for your lunch break, instead of driving your car somewhere, walk somewhere, starting to create habits like this will make a huge difference, more more so than scheduling in a half hour, hour of intense cardio. That's right. So best way to lose body fat in terms of exercise, make resistance training the cornerstone number of your one, routine. Number one priority. Build muscle, build strength, boost your metabolism. Uh, it's, the only, it's the only way for long-term fat loss success. Next question is from Bitch Can Move. <laughs> you sure can. Hey. If all of you could never work in fitness again, what would you do instead? Wow. You know what? <clears throat> we should we should give each other like predict what the other person would do. You, you everyone would be make fun of each other. Last time we did that, we did the stripper, the bus yeah, driver, yeah, the and all bus that. Driver. Are we gonna answer this real or are we gonna answer like kidding around? Because if we're kidding around, then we could do each other's because then I know that everyone's gonna give funny ones, right? I don't mm. know. Yeah. Right, give us your real one. Well, what are what are, are what are some jobs you almost did really do? Are there other is there are, was there ever something that like a client almost got you to do, or maybe you like thought about Bro, it? Well, I did I did <laughs> I've been mm. fitness I've been professionally in fitness since since I was 18. I know, but you never ever thought about... So for me, okay, I'll share then. Since it sounds like you don't know, maybe it'll help out. So, um, I mean, I was real close uh, to becoming a mortgage originator. So, selling home loans, right? Uh, I bought all the books. I was all set to go to do... Uh, was uh, this before the crash? 
or after? This was in 2000 and... Yeah, well, when I was going to go to... Oh, you mean Crashing Homes? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 of course it was before because all my buddies were making crazy money. Oh, my God. Crazy money. It was crazy. Yeah, no, I had buddies I that, that were making over a million dollars a year doing this and, and to the point where they were telling me, like, listen, I know you love what you do. I know you're making good money, but I'll pay you more money out of my own money just to get you to come over and do it. And at that point, I was like, I'd be stupid not to. So anyways, I almost did that. Um, and so I could see myself doing something like that. Oh, that would suck though, right? It'd be so boring. Well, yeah. I mean, nothing's oh, going to compare. So you can't, if we, you yeah. have to, we have to separate ourselves from, we love what we do. We, you know, we wouldn't change anything to what if you'd be a pastor. <laughs> like, that's what my mom. You almost, you almost oh, were. Didn't you say you were going to go become one at some point? What, I can't believe you brought that up. That's Hallelujah. What, my mom to this day thinks that that was my calling. Right? You're supposed to be a pastor. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, ma. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe one day. No, uh, I never thought I would do that. She thought I was going to do that as a kid. That's because I like to talk. Um, when I was really young, I wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, I would never want to do that now. I, was, I got scared away as soon as I saw the types of books and how many books you had to read on laws. Like, that's, uh, there's no way. I mean, I'm, I mean, I read a lot, but I, I have to read something I'm very passionate and excited mm -hmm. about, and I'm not passionate about the law, so that wouldn't work for me. Um, I wanted to be an architect. So I was in drafting class, and I thought mm -hmm. I was going to be an, an architect. For I could potentially do something like that. I love to draw. I love houses. I love architecture. So, um, and there's good money in it. I think that's something that I could have seen myself doing. If mind pump crash blew up, fitness industry just went away, didn't even exist. No one cared about getting in shape, or we we created the magic pill, and everybody was super ripped and fit. Um, then I would probably have to do something the next day that, to get my off and running in sales, something. Because I like to talk to people and I like people. So it's just natural for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, for for me, that's a tough one. I think... I used to think a stripper, but that's... For not, you? I don't think anyone wants to see me naked anymore. Well... I'm getting old now. It, <laughs> you can't dance You don't want to be that old stripper. You have to be able to dance. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> If stripping was just getting naked, yeah. Uh, like, all you gotta do is the Macarena. I feel like I feel like I would be a better dancer naked than clothed. You think really? so? I think so yeah. yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't think it changes all, anything. All the sure, it does. Your clothes get in your way. Yeah, you're a big gyrator. Justin would be a good stripper. Yeah. He can move. Oh, I would bring the house down. Yeah, he does a he does a good shake. <laughs> a well, tell us, Big Mama's ones. house. What would you do over yeah. there? What would I do for my work? Yeah. Um, uh, well, at first I wanted to be a rock star. I mean, like that was like a real thought in my head. <laughs> That'd be my job. That's yeah. your first job. Yeah. That's your first pick. So you'd be broke? Yeah. We'd be bro <laughs> no, I went through that whole process. I got a van, you know, like we got all this equipment and we toured. Like you had a van? Yeah. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I had a van. We had like a, a oh, yeah, trailer you, you attached. Toured. That's yeah. right. You did tour. But we didn't tour anywhere far. <laughs> we went like, uh, you know, to like Indiana and like all the like surrounding bordered like states. Did you guys to, make any money? Illinois. Like no, just enough to get by. Like just enough to like. Pay the gas to yeah, get there. Yeah, pay the gas. That was it. <laughs> was like, it We fun? didn't make shit. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. And it, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. But I knew that I was like, Wow. We have a lot of work to do, you know, like I, I was the only one that was really business minded in the group about like scheduling and booking these types of uh, events and venues and stuff. And I just got burnt out doing that because I was like, man, nobody else is putting any effort into this. And like, we're, we suck. Now, having that experience, do you think there are a lot of uh, unknown bands because the guys are extremely talented, but absolutely retarded when it comes 100%, to business? 100%. Really? There's so much talent out there. Nobody will ever know about. 
Wow. Uh, and that's a, that's a statement I'll stand by because- That's why these production companies exist, man. They're just so, are like, and why do you see how they, they, they're so predatory? You know, that whole business, like you get somebody coming in to produce them or to manage them and they just like, they prey off of that because their mind is all about like, oh, I want to be like, make the best music ever. My fans love me. And it's like, no, dude, how are you making money? Yeah. Like, mm. how's that working out for you? And uh, nobody really, like, not a lot. I mean, there's some smart guys out there that are making moves. That, but even that industry is dead. You know, like, it's it's a tough, tough uh, industry to get into and, and actually uh, make a name for yourself anymore and actually make money it off of it. It can be pretty sleazy, too. Oh, my God. It, yeah, I would hate that. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, actually, I had real thoughts in that direction, pulled out of that almost, like, <laughs> immediately. Uh, and then, uh, I, I don't know, I messed around with ideas of, like, getting into film and um, what else was that? I was actually thinking of being, like, a forest ranger at one time. A <laughs> forest ranger? That yeah. could be a cool you'd job. Like, It'd like, be a cool job, dude. You, I love the outdoors. You, you know didn't, what I mean? well, Even after the bear attack, you don't think that scared you Well, away? now that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He'd be but, Smokey the Bear, bro. I want to I want to, I want to hear all Sal's philanthropists, yeah. all, all his ideas, because you know that he's going to kiss all the audience's ass right now. Sure. Not, I would give all my time away and save children all over yeah. the world. Oh, wow. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, see, let's hear that, it, dude. First of all, uh, I'd have to pay the bill still, dude. So. <laughs> okay. okay, good. You're going to keep it real, then. Feel the world. Oh, good. You're going to keep it real. Make it a better place. That's, gonna, that's what I would do if I had all the money that I needed, okay. and then I could okay. pick whatever. I see. Uh, I see. I, you know, uh, psychiatrist would have been a would have been a cool job. Ooh, or ooh. Um, I wanted to be a counselor when I, at one point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. No, psychiatrist or um, a surgeon, uh, orthopedic surgeon. I actually thought about that for a quick second, um, or a professor, a professor about a, on a subject that I enjoy, like history or science or economics, just because I love teaching. People, I love having you know people that I can talk to and teach and discuss ideas and stuff like that. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, that's pretty much it. Nothing too exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I like no, I like the therapist idea because that's something that I, I could do for sure. Kind of what we do right now, I kind of feel like. Yeah. That. Sometimes yeah. I feel that way with the people that we get to talk to on a regular basis. Most people are asking I, us stuff. I, well, that's our whole training careers. We've been sort right, of right, right. Yeah. The only other career I've ever had lean on. that wasn't fitness was I had a. I want to say an eight-month stint in uh, banking, <clears throat> where I was like a, I was a premier banker for Bank of America, and this is where you handle like the you know the wealthy clients of the bank or whatever, and you're supposed to help them with you know certain types of investments and directing them in the right way and helping them manage their money and get them loans and stuff like that. And it was torture. It was it was literal torture. Like uh, I, I'd go was, to work. I would die if I did. Bro, I, I would go to this bank and I'd sit at my desk, and at least three times a day, one of the staff members would go, shh, to me, because I'm loud. Oh my Could God. you imagine me in a serious? bank? Imagine my voice in a bank, talking on the phone with someone or trying to talk to a customer. Mrs. I'm, Johnson! I'm too fucking loud. Such, I, I, in my head right away, I got yeah. this like great Bank of America Kermit, <laughs> Kermit commercial. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to Bank of America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> give me your money. You know, someone said the other day, uh, someone DM me and said I sound like, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, uh, Ray Romano. Ray Romano. You do. And I, I and I and then I listened to him and I'm like, fuck, I can't. Yeah, you do. I can't deny you do, that. You do kind of sound like him for sure. I would probably hop back if I absolutely needed to make money like right away. I'd probably get back into marijuana, even though I would have no desire to do uh, that yeah, at yeah. all, dude. I absolutely. Well, you would kill it in there. Again, well, you, that, you know all the ins and outs, right? That, that's the only reason why, right? If it's uh, that's what I'm trying to. 
think about like are we are we picking things well, that we would want? When I was a kid, I liked um, the idea of being a veterinarian, and I really like love that idea because I love animals and everything. But then realized all the shit you have to do and like they're doctors, to, like, yeah, no, yeah, they're, they're straight like, doctors. Sick animals that would like that would like tear me up, man. You know, oh. like, you're, you're just like dealing with all these like decrepit. Oh, I can't handle. I cannot like, handle sick animals and sick children. I know. It I just know my wife does that. Kills me. It's it brutal. destroys me. Yeah, I'll tell you what though. If I couldn't do mind pump, I'd still want to work with you guys doing something else. Fuck yeah! Oh you know yeah, I mean? no, I would. I would sell lemonade with you guys on the corner. We'd make it happen. Oh yeah. fuck! Yeah. Kill it! I, I Crystal would. meth <laughs> lemonade. Whoa, whoa, dude! Uh, <laughs> you went, just hey got, kids! We're not, we're, Justin just got to shut down. We're, we're, not, we're, we're not putting him in production. Be the best. <laughs> he's not, the best lemonade ever. He's not in charge of the formula. <laughs> Isn't that how Coca Cola got started? <laughs> yeah. Justin's like, hey guys, I got the lemonade that's going to totally take off. <laughs> yeah. Every customer's yeah. going to be everybody's going to be hooked. We'd have a real strong first quarter. <laughs> Lots of dropping off. Uh, All right, Doug, bring it on. Next question is from Carice Lee. What role do you think personal trauma plays in disordered eating? Oh, wow. huge role, huge, huge yeah. role. That is the role. Yeah. Honey. If you're talking about truly, truly disordered eating, that's probably the biggest thing. Some I, kind I, of I would trauma. even go further to say that most all of our insecurities and and even even those of us that don't have full blown, you know, air quotes eating disorders. I think that uh all the things that drive drive us to eat certain ways or to push ourselves in the gym is driven through insecurities and those insecurities are normally rooted from sort of sort of and trauma's a strong word cuz not everybody yeah. went through like a crazy traumatic experience but I do believe that you know, in those formative years of five to fifteen years old, there's been leaves an imprint. Right, it's left imprints on us that now have formed us and shaped us into adults that uh, tend to uh, dictate the way we eat, the way we train, the the way we look at ourselves. Bro, I remember one specific incident, in, uh, instance for myself. I literally, and it it was throughout my life as a kid. I was called you know skinny and. Uh, you know, you know, uh, what is it? Green bean or you know, stick bean or bean pole string or whatever. Bean. I was, bean, yeah, right? I, I was told I was green called all these different stick bean. string string bean. Yeah, green beans are skinny too. String string bean. That's what we used to be called. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. Because um, I was called it the same thing. That's yeah, why. <laughs> I was called all these different things, and you know that definitely played a role in my how I ate, which was then I just stuffed the shit out of myself because I wanted to gain weight. But I remember one instance in particular. I don't know if you guys remember any particular instances, but I remember one in particular. Hmm. We were at a family member's house. She had a swimming pool. And so what we used to do in the summertime is we'd all gather there and we'd all go swimming and we'd barbecue and it was a great time. And my cousins were all there. We have a big family. So there'd be like 30 to 50 people there. And it was just something that I always look forward to, especially in the summertime. And I'll never forget, I get there with my, uh, with my parents and uh, you know we're, we're all hanging out and everybody's like, okay, let's go swimming. So I grab my bathing suit and I go in the bathroom to change. And I'm probably probably 11 or 12 at this time. So I'm, I'm starting to get into that, those formidable ages where you start to go through puberty and you're already feeling uncomfortable, right? I walk out of the bathroom with my bathing suit and no shirt on and my aunt sees me because she's down the hall and she makes this face <clears throat> like, uh, like this very concerned face. It wasn't like a teasing face. It was, <clears throat> it was like genuine concern. She looked at me and she was like, she goes, you need to eat more food. And it really fucking hit me. I'll never forget it. Literally, I can remember I can remember what she looked like, where I was, and she said that to me and fucking devastated me that, you know, that the way I looked 
cause somebody to have that kind of a uh, like response. A reaction. Now, my aunt, who was was young, she was closer to me in age, so it wasn't like she was an an adult. I don't even think she was an adult. She was probably a, she was definitely a teenager, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like she was aware that you know that would be that would be a bad thing to say. And she's a loving woman. I know her very well. Or right, she she didn't mean, mean she would she, she would mean harm. She wasn't it. even being mean to me, which I think is what happens, right? So yeah. many, um, this happens to so many of us that it doesn't always have to be this traumatic, right? It wasn't like something like it did scar you in a sense for life, but it wasn't like this. Somebody died, in or somebody fact, beat you in a room. It's like it doesn't always have to be this crazy, over the top thing, but it formed you. In fact, if I was, if someone was straight up being mean to me, it would have definitely hurt me. But I don't think it would have affected me the same because when someone's being mean to you, I could always dismiss it as, well, they're just being mean to me and they're being assholes, mm. right? This was like just a normal thing, and she she made that face, said that to me, and I never forgot it. And I, I remember that specifically because it really after that is when I really became uh, super motivated to Dude. you know work out and take supplements and you know, I totally eat remember now yeah you bringing that up like it was at summer camp and and of course summer camp's one of those things like you get out and you get into the lake and um, you know you're around a bunch of kids that are like you know kids being kids they're gonna the first thing they're gonna do is laser in on anything that they can <laughs> to find you know on your body that sticks out or something they could pick on you about. And, uh, I just remember, cause I was, I mean, I was like decently muscular and, you know, like shredded and whatnot, but like my, I was very like bony and like my shoulders, like really like pronounced, like, because I was like smaller than I was developing. Like it was like very, like it stuck out. <coughs> like I had these two, like two bones up here, you know, on my shoulders that were just like very visible and like these kids were just like roasting me on it. And, uh, that on top of, you know, being like the whitest, like like ghost kid out there you know <laughs> i had all that going for me and so i was just like that 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 carried with me into and i know that's what motivated me to to start lifting weights because i wanted to like build muscle on top of that to to sort of shell myself well that's talking about all of our insecurities what drove us to work out i believe too that when you look at and this is hard for people to do so um and i because i still do you remember the phases of of processing of course, it dude this is how weird is it so to look back so mm-hmm. i challenge people to try and do this and, and it this is a process that will never end for you because here i am 15 plus years in fitness and i still have to do this to myself and i'll give you an example when there's foods or things that i gravitate towards and i catch myself saying like oh i love this or oh i wouldn't let go of it or there's no way i'm not having that or i need that in my diet a lot of people just accept that and they don't actually unpack it and try and figure out where did that come from? Like, why do I, why am I so attached to donuts? Or why am I so attached to diet soda? Or why am I so attached to pancakes? Or why, why do I have to have chips? Or why do I need wine? Like, where did that stem from? Like, where did that start that you have now attached it to part of who you are? It's just a fucking food. It's just yeah. fuel. Yeah. It's just fuel that you're consuming. And yeah, sure, it tastes good. But a lot of the why it tastes good is because you've trained yourself to, to think it tastes so damn good. And what was it? That started that and learning to unpack that and find out where. And most of the times it goes all the way yeah, back. Where the, I yeah, remember where the memories attached. It goes to back it. deep, man. I remember the phases. I remember the phases of awareness with this. Uh, I literally, you know, all of a sudden I became very focused on lifting weights and eating more and taking supplements. And I remember, I don't remember who it was that told me this. I want to say it was my mom. And she was like, you know, you're very insecure about, you know, being skinny. And I remember thinking like, no, I'm not like totally, totally in denial. So in denial that I didn't even, when she said that to me, it was almost offensive. And it took me 
so long to start to identify or at least uh, acknowledge that that may be an issue. And then it took me years after that to, after I acknowledged it, to actually, you know, make changes and to see that I was harming myself in certain ways. It took yeah. a long time because what happens is, here's what happens. When you have some kind of personal trauma that makes you not like yourself, you start treating yourself like you don't like yourself. Okay, so here you are, you're a person who's getting teased because you're chubby, right? You're, you're growing up and you're chubby and people are calling you chubby and they're saying you're fat and whatever. And now you're an adult and you're really overweight. And some people would say, well, well, you were teased so much for being chubby, you would think that you would just be you know, really skinny. And that's not true because what happened to that individual is they started to hate themselves. Right, and then they revolt. You, you, you hate yourself, not only revolt, but if you, how do you treat something when you hate it? When you don't like something, how do you treat it? You treat it like shit. And if you don't like yourself, you start to treat yourself like shit. And it's not something that you're aware of. It's not like you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to treat myself like garbage. No, it's the revolting part. It's, it's just- Yeah, you're saying, you're saying, fuck this. I don't even want to focus on yeah, it because I don't care. Yeah, I've, I had cli- I've had so many clients that were you know, very overweight, right? Over 80 pounds overweight. And they would tell me, they'd actually confide in me and say, I never look in the mirror. Yeah. I actually had clients that would tell me oh, that. Oh, more, yeah. more. That was, I remember. That's a, that was shocking yeah. to me. We talked about this on an episode a, a long time ago, and I remember that being one of the uh, one of the things that I, became a regular thing that I asked people because I, I didn't realize how common it was until years of training. And then I remember one after another, and then I st- thought, whoa, most of these people that once they get to it, everyone, and everyone I feel like kind of has their point where- they they get to the point where they put on so much weight that they absolutely do not want to see themselves in the mirror and they avoid it and it's very common it is very very common for that and you just you don't you don't you don't want to look at you don't want to accept it you don't want to think about it you you're partially in denial you like you're saying you hate yourself over it you're revolting from it all that's going on yeah if you if you uh, if you hate yourself there's no way you could possibly take care of yourself. Um, you, you're never going to want to take care of something you hate. And what ends up happening through this process of self-hate is you don't take care of yourself, you don't take care of yourself, you don't take care of yourself, you hate yourself, you hate yourself, you hate yourself. And at some point you need reprieve. At some point you need a break because nobody it, it, it's exhausting to be in that cycle of self-hatred. And so what you're looking for is a momentary uh, period of repeat, reprieve. And what gives that to you? Eating that cheeseburger, eating that donut, doing that thing that you know isn't good for you and you don't care because you hate yourself anyway, but at the moment, at that one moment, you get this relief from feeling shitty and this cycle continues and continues and continues. So you have to identify that in yourself. You have to come to terms with it and be honest. You have to literally look in the mirror and say to yourself like, okay, I I hate myself and that's why I'm treating myself this way. I need to change that. Once you can change that, everything else becomes a lot easier. But it does take time and be okay with that. Be okay with it taking time. It won't happen overnight. And I think a lot of people, they they want something to happen overnight because, again, because they hate themselves so much. Like, if I just fucking change, I won't hate myself anymore. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. It's like an ultimatum. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, work that way, unfortunately. work on it. Uh, check it out. Go to YouTube, Mind Pump TV. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, our channel is actually growing pretty quickly right now thanks to our listeners if you're not subscribed uh, already, then you're not supporting us. What the hell's wrong with you? One of the best things you can do, too, is like when we put out videos, because we track all the analytics, and part of what we do right now is we're always 
posting different types of videos and we can see when people share them. So if there's things that help you, one of the ways you can help us to keep guiding us in that direction of giving help to you guys is to share. So when you share those YouTube videos, we see those you're analytics for those. And then what we do, exactly, you're voting for those types of videos because you really like them. So the best thing you could do is like, comment and share on the ones that you really do enjoy or really do help you. And that helps us kind of direct where you guys want us to take the YouTube. Excellent. Also, if you go to mindpumpmedia.com, we have 30 days of coaching for free. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>